power on. Now entering the gaming grid. The latest gaming news, reviews, and retro culture, as only the man of tomorrow can deliver. And here is your host, Brian Sovereign. When you just love getting to hear the voice of the best in the world, it is here for you with something. Where's the golden stallion here for something a little special. Uh, actually it is a little special as well. You know, I suppose context is everything within that statement, but, uh, this is something that was requested in the sovereign tech, uh, polytechnic, which is the telegram group, uh, for sovereign tech, very active, uh, lots of members really, really honored that that's such a great community and it really, really is. Um, but it was requested, uh, by a great listener to, they were looking for something I had done in the past, which was a top eight of 3ds games. Now, even I can't really remember and search doesn't always do the best job. Even I could not remember, nor could I find where exactly the original Cause I did do, and, and I want to say it was back when on sovereign tech proper, I think then years we're talking years and years ago that I did a, a, during a, what, a segment called game talk, I did a top eight. And of course uh, I am notorious for these doing a sovereign top eight. Uh, some of them are easy to find. Some of them are not, but these are top eights and I just pick a random number because really there's no good reason for there to be a top three, a top five, a top 10. I mean, they're all bullshit numbers. And so I just went with one that nobody else uses. And thus it is a top eight. Uh, I mean, it might play nicely with uh, my appreciation for dozenal math, but other than that, there's no real point to, you know, to being eight. It could be so much more. And to some degree, this, this special is going to be a bit more because I'm going to break it down a bit, but I had done a 3ds top eight games for the Nintendo 3DS uh, years ago. And I think that it's very much worth, you know, he, he asked if I could find it and I was actually having trouble finding it. I know, I know I need to keep better notes, but look folks, when you've been doing a show for practically a decade, you know, stuff gets lost in the cracks, <laughs> right? Unless you're going to do what Steve Gibson does and get them all transcripted. Not that I'm opposed to that, but regardless, there's a little challenge to find. And, but even so, since it was done years ago, even just in the past, you know, uh, definitely in the past four years, but even in just the past couple of years, as for many people, they see the 3DS, you know, at its real end of life, despite what Nintendo might say. Um, there have been tremendous releases for the system, not necessarily new titles, but uh, remakes or uh, remasters, re-releases with a lot of extra levels and whatever else of titles from previous Nintendo systems. Uh, and they will get a mention in this, but bottom line being is that there has been so much that has come out over time, so much more that I have played over time, uh, with the three DS as well as I think it'd be helpful to make this, uh, this new top eight, this updated top eight that we're doing for the three DS, make it appurtenant to really only titles that you can only play on the three DS. Uh, that might not work a hundred percent here, 
but for the most part, yes. Um, because a lot of games that I think are tremendous for the 3DS have actually been re-released on the Switch at this stage. Uh, one example of a game that is actually a, a port uh, or a bit of a remake for the 3DS, but that is also now again remade and remastered and put on the Switch would be, say, Xenoblade Chronicles, right? Easily one of the best games for the 3DS, without question, Xenoblade Chronicles 3D. Now, Xenoblade Chronicles 3D is the re-release or the remake of a Wii game. Now it's on the Switch with the definitive edition and so on, which I have yet to get to, but then, you know, I have more games than I'll ever get to in my lifetime. Maybe at some point I will get to that, but certainly... Uh, I did play it on the 3DS. I don't know. I mean, I know there's a new ending and there's a bunch of new stuff within the the Switch version. I cannot say for certain that I think it's worthwhile for me to go through the tens of hours it takes to beat that game uh, to completion. You know, if it's if it's going to enrich my life that much more than the version for the 3DS did. I mean, certainly the 3DS version was, I mean, an experience to behold, including in 3D, by the way which we're going to talk a little bit about the history uh, and kind of the, the nature of the 3DS here before we get into our top eight games. But to understand my selection, uh, just with ports alone, okay, of, of games on the 3DS that are ports from other systems, from, like, say, previous Nintendo systems, there could be a top eight. And, in fact, the ports probably would take the top eight slots uh, easily. You know, like, I mean, we'd have, it's instantaneous. There's no question that you're going to talk about Ocarina of Time 3D, right? Star Fox 64 3D, uh, Samus Returns. I mean, you're just going to go down that list. In fact, my favorite game for the 3DS, uh, you know, not counting whether it's a port or whether it's original or what, is, is actually a port from a Nintendo DS game, which was at the end of life, more or less, for the Nintendo DS which is arguably the best-selling handheld system, I think, of all time. I think it's actually, it might have bested the Game Boy. Uh, I could be wrong about those numbers, but uh, anyway, it was obviously incredibly popular. And that is worth mentioning here as well at the onset of this recording, is that a lot of the reason that I have a 3DS wasn't even to play Nintendo 3DS games. It was to play DS games because it's backwards compatible. This has been a feature in consoles. And technically, even though it's handheld, the 3DS is a console. Backwards compatibility has been a feature that was popularized by, I mean, Genesis kind of did it before, but really it's something popularized by the PlayStation 2, which many would argue could be the greatest game console of all time. Um, I wouldn't argue much against that. And that backwards compatibility, I think that's really something missing in the Switch for a lot of reasons. And we will talk about that more because another arena where the 3DS really stands tall is in the fact that it has a virtual console. In fact, it's the only modern supported. I know there are still games getting released for the Wii U, like Shakedown Hawaii, which also happens to be, and not just for the Wii U, but also for the Wii. Uh, but that also happens to be available for the 3DS and is a tremendous game. It's kind of a sequel, or at the very least, it's by the same studio uh, that did Retro City Rampage, which is available on fucking every every platform you can imagine. I think you can even play it on DOS. <laughs> I love that game so much. Shakedown Hawaii is just as solid. But as far as a supported system goes, 
uh, the 3DS does also have a virtual console and a, I mean, a great selection and somewhat a unique selection at certain points uh, as compared to any other Nintendo console, even the Wii um, or the, the Wii U. Though I got to give the Wii U credit because the Wii U would do re-releases because you had the second screen feature right in the controller uh, where it, it would allow for DS games like Phantom Hourglass, you know, or, or, or spirit tracks, the Zelda games that came out for the DS that were based more on the, um, wind waker universe. Um, that those, I mean, played beautifully on the Wii U. Uh, so, but I mean, of course they also play beautifully on the 3DS, but you're going to have to, you know, they're not available on the virtual console. You have to buy the actual cartridges for it. I think it would be worthwhile to do a DS special, much like this one. It could easily be a completely separate top eight games. Um, and I think I will do so in the very near future um, because ultimately, I mean, I guess I should talk about the question is the question was being asked because a person, a listener, they, uh, you know, all right, quick side tangent. I love, and I'm not the first person to come up with this, but I recently heard about this. I love the idea that people that say, quote unquote, follow you on social media or that listen to your podcast or even, and I, I, I would take this even further to say readers of one's books and so on, um, or what, people that consume what, what creativity you put out there, the notion of considering them teammates I, I think that's, that's a very, very interesting idea. I mean, I, you know, I like, because learning or being asked to do this episode, as soon as the person asked about it, I was like, Oh, you know, where can I find this episode? I was like, Oh no, this, this needs an update. And that's a team effort, right? Because someone's saying, this is what I want. I think this would be enjoyable. And, and, and of course they were very excited when I told them in the telegram group, Hey, I'm going to get this recorded. Hell, I might even do it today. Uh, because you know, I just, I think it's such a worthwhile thing to put out there. Um, I love that notion of considering people teammates instead of followers and whatever else. Cause you know, fuck that, <laughs> that, that very concept, quite frankly. But anyway, I, they were recently acquiring a 3ds and they, uh, it, it, they were asking about emulators and whether or not, um, you know, local multiplayer and other things worked with, uh, you know, with emulation uh, on the 3DS questions. I don't have an answer to. And in fact, he's, I, I, I do hope that he gets back with me or if anyone else is listening to this and you have some experience with it and perhaps you're not in the telegram group or you're just a lurker there, which is totally fine. Um, I'd love to, you know, I, I'd love to know. I'm very intrigued by this. In fact, one of the, one of the, I, the last top eight special I did was the YouTube uh, YouTube channels that don't completely, or that aren't complete shit. That was the, the title of it, I think. And that was also a recommendation from a sovereign tech listener in the telegram group. So you see, I, I mean, I'm here, I'm happy to make content that's for you. Uh, I mean, the content that I make for me, I'm going to be absolutely tyrannical about, but I'm, <laughs> but as an individual does, uh, but you know, I'm, I, I love, you know, get, having this, the sharing of ideas and, and knowing what you're looking for. And if it's something that, you know, I think uh, I can certainly speak to and perhaps even in unique ways, uh, I love putting that kind of content out there. It's, it's a joy for me. So anyway, uh, I saw a, on the YouTube top eight special that I did, uh, one of the guys I mentioned kind of offhand as like a bonus was modern vintage gamer. And I really like this guy. I, I like his videos. I like his breakdowns. I think he does a pretty solid job and he doesn't get very, uh, clickbaity about it. Eh, sometimes maybe a little bit, but he's, he's does great technical breakdowns and his respect for, you know, like 
that the GameCube is still a viable system, that the PlayStation 2 is a viable system, and so on. Uh, I, I love that attitude of his. I really do. And he did a breakdown about how the 3DS, which you can get for about 100 bucks, even brand new, right? His argument was, is that, uh, you know, it's really this great portable emulation machine if you put homebrew software on there. And I don't think he's wrong. Now, if I think of it, I will link to that episode because he does a great breakdown of it all far better than I could rehash it here. Um, but he shows that, you know, even like playing PlayStation one games on it is becoming possible. And so far, that's usually about where the bar st- or, you know, where, where the, where the cutoff point is on what consoles, what level of consoles, what generation of consoles can get emulated on it. Um, but I, again, I, I really think he does a fantastic breakdown, uh, on that end. And I mean, there's systems I wouldn't necessarily emulate on the, well, I mean, if, if you're going to basically run homebrew and be able to play like 3ds ROMs or DS ROMs, well, that's, that's dynamite. That's great. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily like a lot of the great N64 games have had, and I've talked about this many times on sovereign tech have had re-releases that are far superior to their original versions. For example, Super Mario 64 DS uh, is a wildly advanced and better version of that game than the original version that came out for the N64. Just as for the 3DS, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Star Fox 64, go down the list, are far superior and 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 have far fewer glitches as well uh, than, their, uh, than their originals. So... Admittedly, some systems like because you because of the nature of the 3DS that you have access to hardware where some of the best ports of some of the best games of all time have been made available. Emulating some of those systems isn't exactly as hot a concept as it would be. Um, That said, playing GoldenEye would probably be a lot of fun (laughs) right? from the N64. Um, And and certainly if you can get the PlayStation 1, uh, you know, emulation to work well, uh, I, I think you'll be in. I mean, there's, there's just such a tremendous library of games, uh, available for that system. The keys, the, I mean, cause the amount of buttons you have on the 3ds might limit that a little bit, but not by too much. Cause you do, you would have what equates to both shoulder buttons and, and so on. And, uh, you could technically have dual analog sticks. The, the emulators would really have to be tailor made to take advantage of all the control options that the 3ds offers. But that said, why don't we get into a little bit of the history and some of the hardware of the 3DS? So it's important to note that since the 3DS originally came out in 2011, there have been multiple revisions. And in fact, one major revision that would be in 2014 that Nintendo would basically consider a whole other console. Um, And this is not unheard of, say for, this is a very similar marketing and production tack that they took with the original Game Boy. You had the Game Boy, then you had the Game Boy Pocket, then you had the Game Boy Color, then you had the Game Boy Advance, then you had the Game Boy Micro, or the Game Boy SP, then you had the Game Boy Micro, or Game Boy Advance Micro, whatever, and so on, right? You have all these different types of models, slightly different form factors, new buttons added, new features added, etc., Uh, the 3DS would go through a very similar uh, phase. And while the today in 2020, the 3DS line is still in production. Now, the only model that is still in production is that updated model. And in fact, an update from the updated model. And then the one in production now is the new Nintendo uh, 2DS XL. That is the, that's the only model of 
Now, there was a new Nintendo 2DS that wasn't the XL. That's completely different. That's part of the older family. Because in 2014, they ended up adding the moniker of new. Okay, they put that into the name. And that came with, uh, well, there's a little nub button that could almost work as an analog stick on the right-hand side. Uh, it came with, uh, as well as like an updated processor, significantly updated processor. And in fact, originally it was the new Nintendo 3DS then they came out with the new Nintendo 3DS XL model, which, of course, was larger. And when the new Nintendo 2DS XL came out, uh, which that finally dropped in 2017, which is what actually finally got me more or less on the bandwagon with the 3DS. When that came out, that had an even more powerful processor. So arguably the best version of the 3DS that you can get, and all of these are backwards compatible with the DS, like I was talking about earlier, the best model that you can get is uh, the new Nintendo 2DS XL with a caveat. The 2DS, it's in the name. It doesn't have the 3D. I will admit, as someone who has played both, both versions, a 3DS and a 2DS of that family, there are a lot of times where I really miss the 3D feature on the 2DS. Um, I still rock my 2DS for 90% of, hell, even maybe 99% of what you want to play on the system. The 3D feature doesn't really matter, but there are times where I feel like it is odd. Okay. Um, and as far as a particular game, in fact, I don't think I it made this list. No, it did not. Uh, amazingly anyway, uh, but a game in particular that is one definitely in, you know, if there was a top 20, it would easily make the top 20 games for me for the 3ds. That is super Mario 3d land. This is a game that plays in my opinion, very odd in 2d. There is a rumor that this game particularly is going to get re-released for the switch. Uh, that's a rumor. Now there's, there's another 3d or I think it's 3d world or whatever that was for the Wii U. That is a little more than rumor, a little above rumor as far as being re-released for the switch. But there's an argument that land will get re-released. I would not be surprised if when we, if we do get super Mario 3d land moved from the 3ds to the switch that they will slightly skew the camera angle to where it gives you a little more sense of the three dimensional nature, because it's not like side scrolling. It's not like super Mario 64. Um, there are the way you play it. There are elements where it definitely feels like you should be seeing depth, like to do a jump properly, there really should be depth and so on. So I say that, I mean, and another game that, that could have made this list is Sega did a, uh, a remake, a full remake, totally different game, uh, a remake of Shinobi for the 3ds. This is another one where, especially with the jumping feature, it had you seeing it with three-dimensional depth perception in mind. And without it, it plays a little strange. Okay. Um, and frankly, there are like the Luigi's Mansion games, um, which one of those is actually going to make this list. Those games on the 3DS uh, highly benefit from the 3D feature. Not needed but highly benefit from it. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get into that game specifically. So as far as which system you're going to get, I mean, the, the main difference you're going to see from a 3DS standpoint and as in 3DS and DS games, you'll see faster load times with the 2DS because of the improved processor. However, uh, it's not that big of a difference between the 3DS XL and the, or the new 3DS XL and the new 2DS XL. 
For emulators, though, I get the sense that this could be a deal breaker. As in, for emulation, the, the improved processor on the 2DS XL could completely, pun intended, change the game for you in a, in a good way, right? Like, it would be a superior experience because you have more horsepower to handle those emulators, especially perhaps if you start talking about emulating PlayStation 1. Um, I mean, arguably, is that a big, is that that big of a deal? I mean, it's nice to have a portable PlayStation one, but also there's other ways, great ways to play classic PlayStation games than a, than a 3DS, right? Like get a, you know, get a modded PS Vita, um, or even have a modded PlayStation two. Uh, those are, in my opinion, superior ways and perhaps the best ways, especially the modded PS2, which can be a, is a soft mod. It's not a hardware mod. Um, I think those are the be- that's the best way to experience anything PlayStation, quite frankly. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind as far as like if you listen to this and now you're really excited about the 3DS, that's the direction I want to go. And I think you have every right to be excited about the 3DS, even without the prospect of emulating other systems like the NES, the Genesis, um, you know, the SNES and so on. And understand, I mean, in the the eShop on the 3DS, uh, a lot of virtual, I mean, most of the best games for, say, Genesis uh, have even been remade in 3D and they play brilliantly and beautifully, including a lot of the best games for the NES a lot of the best games for the SNES uh, and you can get them, you know, official. I mean, they're not really ports as in they were, and they weren't really updated in any way, but you can get virtual console versions of a lot of those games that uh, are fantastic or the ports are the best versions of those games. In fact, for example, I think that the, the release of Sonic, the Hedgehog, the 3d classics uh, release of the of Sonic, the Hedgehog on um on the 3DS is still better than M2's Sega Ages release on uh, on the Switch. So, you know, some of these ports are are top notch and that's something to consider as well. Um I mean, if you want to get into it for again, it being a handheld emulator system, it is awesome for that. There's no doubt about that. It's tremendous. Right? But just what the official 3DS library offers or even what the official eShop offers is worth its weight in gold. This is, if I were to, to say like, what are the greatest three gaming systems or gaming consoles of all time? And if we counted the Commodore 64, not as a gaming consoles, more as a computer, which I think is really the class that it belongs in. Otherwise the Commodore 64 would be standing pretty tall in this list. But if I were to, to do a top three gaming consoles of all time, the 3DS would be in my top three. I think it's collection, especially if you're a JRPG fan, um, among other series, I think the, the collection of games available, including with that backwards compatibility with the Nintendo DS just sets it a cut above. Uh, I think easily makes it the best Nintendo system probably ever made. I'm not going to say it's the most popular. I'm not going to say that it's going to be as well-regarded by history as say the SNES or the NES or anything like that. But I think as far as what's on offer, just standalone, not even getting into homebrew, I think it's the best thing Nintendo's really ever done. Now the switch is certainly is, is especially with the amount of ports being put onto the switch and like the amazing collection uh, collections that get released on the switch of like classic games. And they are amazing fucking collections like the, uh, what was the one that just came out with 
is the Double Dragon and the uh, Kunio-kun uh, collection that has like 40 games in it. I mean, it's fucking insane. It's, it's such a great selection. Um, you really can't go wrong there, you know? And so, but the 3DS, I think, still holds up. And part of that too, and I've made this argument in the past on Sovereign Tech and Gaming Grid and so on, uh, is that the 3DS is really a system that is very much an all-in-one. In fact, it has a lot of features that, much to the the bafflement and chagrin of a lot of Nintendo fans and Switch owners, it has features that for some reason the Switch doesn't have that really, there's no good reason it should have it, right? Like customizing the menu system on the Nintendo Switch. How is that not a feature yet? Like that doesn't even make sense, you know, as to where that was a major, major uh, uh, feature for the 3DS. And it, I think it is a big deal because it really makes your 3DS always feel new and fresh. Um, and some of what is offered for like even just themes for menu themes for the 3DS. I mean, they are dynamite. They're awesome. Like the ones from Sega where you can make it look like the Saturn or you can make it look like the Dreamcast and you get the classic music and everything going for it too. Oh, it's fucking great. I mean, it really, really is impressive. Um, speaking of music quick, I mean, that's another feature. It has an MP3 player built in. I don't know why the, the, the switch really should have the ability because it is basically just a tablet. Okay. With controls on it. Uh, or, you know, with dedicated uh, buttons and everything dedicated controls. The switch really should have the ability to play like local movies, I think, and local music files. Uh, now certainly homebrew, the 3ds can do that. And at homebrew, probably the switch can as well. You know, when you turn it into an Android tablet, which I know a lot of people have, but the 3ds stock, has a great MP3 player built into it. In fact, part of the reason that people were saying that even to this day, that the 3DS is still so wildly popular in Japan is because a lot of kids basically use it as their MP3 player, right? Because Apple isn't the dominant force as much in Japan as say it is in other parts of the world. Uh, so, you know, they don't have a bunch of iPod touches or whatever the fuck else that they're using. Um, and I think that's totally valid. I mean, other things, uh, you know, the 3DS had a Netflix app. Um, the 3DS had a YouTube app. Now, I mean, some of these things eventually came for the Switch, but for a while, the Switch was lagging uh, on that. And there are other features too. Um, and real quick with the music, a big difference also that I should mention with the 3DS versus the 2DS is that the 2DS has rear firing speakers, which is not as efficient an experience, I would say, as the 3DS, where it has where it has the, the speakers are front firing and they're on the side of the tops. They're on each side of the top screen. That is a much better setup in my opinion, but that's just a minor, minor difference. I don't think that that's, it's that big of a deal because most people are going to plug in their headphones into these anyway. Um, as far as a, I mean, you know, but again, the 3ds is just, it, it, it doesn't rely so much on the eShop either. It is much more of an offline system. I got to tell you, one thing I wish it really had, the Nintendo DS had its own local uh, uh, radio band that it connected to other DSs with. The 3DS lost that. I mean, the 3DS has, what is it, Street Talk or whatever, and, you know, and great, okay, but it's just not the same. Um, in fact, I knew people who, uh, certain individuals, dare I, shall I say, enterprising individuals, <laughs> who use the 2DS's uh, built-in uh, uh, band, you know, antenna, to send, well, 
you know, very, uh, very low key communications. So shall we say, and I, I do miss that little ability, but anyway, that that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, so, but the 3ds is, as I was just saying that good. Okay. It is, it is, it belongs right underneath because who else would be in that top three, uh, the PlayStation two. And I think on a matter of being so wildly advanced and feature rich, I've got to give it to the dreamcast. Uh, so PlayStation two dreamcast 3ds PlayStation two probably stand at the top there. Um, but I mean, the dreamcast is just so fucking ahead of its time and still, and even had things in it that no other system is replicated to this day, particularly the VMU, uh, fucking awesome. That, that, that was so cool. Uh, you could argue Nintendo maybe copied that a little bit in certain ways, but no, that, that, that was a brilliant move. Um, I mean, even the fishing controller is so much more, which also you could argue Nintendo copied, but the dreamcast was just so far ahead of its time. Um, you know, multiplayer, uh, I mean like, well, it had four port, four port multiplayer, but then also the fact that it had so much online multiplayer. Yes. The Saturn really kind of was getting in that direction as well and had a web browser and everything built into it. But the dreamcast was just on a whole other level, uh, in its time and its games were great too. That's why a lot of them got ported to the PlayStation two. <laughs> so, uh, but that would be in my top three. So understand that's how well regarded and that's how worthwhile I think having the three DS really is. Um, and, and again, the best version probably to get overall would be the new Nintendo, uh, new Nintendo 2DS XL. Again, there are a couple games where the 3D is really, really important and the game really feels like it needs it, but none of those, yeah, none of those are on the top eight, but they're out there. So it's just something to, to, you know, to think about and consider. And I don't think really other than if you are going to play, you know, 3DS ROMs on your uh, modded 3DS or on your, you know, homebrewed 3DS. Um, it's not, it's not something that, that really you're going to take advantage of, you know, on when you're using a lot of different emulators for other systems on the 3DS, unless maybe, and I don't know about this. In fact, this could get really interesting and would almost convince me. You got to understand my 3DS hardware, I keep stock. Okay. I mean, I have plenty of games on it and, and most of the other games that I would want to play via emulation, um, I have available in other ways. So I don't really mess around with, uh, with homebrew 3ds, but I would, if, if there was a solid virtual boy emulator on, I would probably get my hands on a separate 3ds that would just play that or not, not that it would just play that, but that would play that because that would be worthwhile to me because then you'd have the 3d experience, right? Handheld. And that would make sense. And then you could play those virtual boy games, arguably the way they were meant to be played. Uh, so that, that could get really interesting. But anyway, I have, I have such an investment in time, uh, and also money, um, in my 2ds, you know, in my, in my, uh, 3ds hardware that I really, I just don't want to deal with like the homebrew and the potential for, you know, anything getting bricked or whatever, even though I've never really had a device get bricked, um, of any kind really. But, uh, I mean, let's just put it this way. Shit's getting crazy out there, you know, and, and switch owners know what I'm talking about. Uh, so, and, and, you know, it, it's a hard conversation to have because in one sense, Nintendo makes the most innovative and I mean that they're, they're far more innovative than Apple ever dreams of being. 
and they always have been. They are the most innovative. They put the most smiles on faces. I mean, they, they like they bring joy into the world. But then at the same time, like they're, they're, they're just, they're, they're horrible about IP. They're horrible about intellectual property. Terrible. The worst. And, and it's a tough thing for me because like, I love what the company puts out there, but then, you know, the way they handle IP issues is sadistic. And so I always wrestle with that, right? (laughs) Because on a matter of principles, I should despise this company, but at the same time, when you bring, I guess when you bring that much happiness and joy into the world, what do you say? So moving on, why don't we actually talk about the games? Uh, shall we let, let's get into this top eight. And again, there will be bonuses afterwards because there are so many remakes ports for this that I don't really want to count as like actual original 3ds games and thus being part of the top eight games that are more or less exclusively available on the 3ds as of this recording in summer of 2020. Um, I do want to mention them because again, they are still the best games on the system. In fact, like I said, arguably the best, and this doesn't speak ill of the 3ds. It just speaks well of how damned good Nintendo is at making games. Um, the ports, the Nintendo ports specifically on this system are easily the best games on the system. Like they would just instantly, like I said earlier, take up all of the top eight slots instantaneously. And I want to cover those, but we'll do that after the fact. Let's talk about the actual fucking games for, you know, original to the 3DS and largely still, I think, original to the 3DS uh, that are worth your time, that are that are the best experiences on the console. So we'll open it up uh, with a launch title, which that's impressive in itself, considering, I mean, let's be clear here. The 3DS started in 2011. It is 2020, still in production. Uh, There are still new games being made for it. Not certainly not as many. And Nintendo seems to have basically tapered off after like Mario Party 100 and uh, one of the, the latest Wario games and so on. They've basically tapered off from those. Those are great games, by the way. Uh, maybe because they didn't sell well or, or what, um, but they were still releasing really, really hot tickets well into 2019 um, that were, you know, must have uh, games. In fact, one of the, well, anyway, we'll get into them later on, but it's amazing nine years later for the best games on a system that is still actively produced to be the best game in the top eight, right? For a launch title to basically be in the top eight is incredible. In fact, there's a couple launch titles available within or that are in the top eight here, but let's start off with this one. And this is an important game to bring up again. These are in no particular order as far as like number one is the best or number eight is the worst that that's not how I'm doing it. These are just the eight games that are really worth it. Uh, this is one, this is a launch title and I feel like it's, it's only flaw is that it's, short, like to do everything in the game that is, there is to be completed. It doesn't mean you can't keep playing it because of the nature of this game, but to do everything that you need to do to complete, you know, what's available in the game does not take a long. I mean, I doubt it's 10 hours. It doesn't take a long amount of, it doesn't take a, yeah, a long amount of time at all, but it is really, I think the tech demo for the three DS. 
and it is showing you why the 3DS is so damn good and everything that it's really capable of. You know, something else that I, I mean, like the the augmented reality cards, I'm not going to get into that with with the 3DS as well. That is a whole other fucking animal. And and even doesn't it work with Amiibo as well? Uh, I mean, like they're, they're Nintendo has all this side shit that they do with their with their systems. Um, the e-cards were interesting, I think, with the GameCube back with Animal Crossing on that. By the way, I think actually New Leaf, Animal Crossing New Leaf is still probably the best, um, most uh, you know, player customizable version, I would say, of Animal Crossing ever made. And that's on here. That's not on the list, but that is definitely worthwhile to mention. Um, anyway, so yeah, the, the whole AR card system and everything, I'm not going to spend a lot of time getting into. It's interesting, but I don't think it really has much in the way of longevity. And a top eight should be about longevity in a very real way. So this first game that I said is like the tech demo, okay, for the entire system is, and it is the first game I ever played on it uh, at a at a little you know stand, and I think I might have been in a Walmart or something. And that is Pilot Wings Resort. Pilot Wings is a game series by Nintendo that is very popular, but for some reason doesn't get a whole lot of games made for it. Uh, it might be one of those cases, sort of like Metroid though even rarer than that, um, where, you know, Nintendo just doesn't want to sully the name. They know, you know, how solid uh, they've, they've made these games. And cause there's only, this is the third one in the series and the series has been around since the super Nintendo, um, which I also feel like actually the original pilot wings was a great tech demo for the super Nintendo itself, just as it was a great tech demo for uh, you know, for the N64 and so on. Um, so pilot wings resort, this is you're you're going around, uh, is it Wahoo Island? I think is the name of it or, or woohoo Island, something like that. And it uses, it relies heavily on the Mies, M I I the Mies that were popularized with the Wii and that basically aren't a thing anymore, uh, after the Wii U and the three DS, even though there was one of the last games for the three DS put out by Nintendo was me topia, which took advantage of them. Uh, a solid RPG, by the way, but uh, Pilot Wings Resort. This is you are going around this Woohoo Island or whatever, and and it's, it's terrible that I can't remember if it's Wahoo or Woohoo because it, I, I've played this game so much. It might be the game I've played the most on the 3DS. It, it is so much fun to just go around this island uh, with your jetpack, with your glider, or with your airplane or whatever, and you know, a daytime, nighttime, and you get to customize all that. And you just do varying tasks in the game. Uh, like you explore the island, you fly around, you go into caves and all this. You do like, you know, flying through the rings and try to keep your glider in the air and all this. And it all sounds very basic, but it's such a fluid experience and such a gorgeous experience for what it is. Um, I, I think it, it was the most brilliant game for Nintendo to release uh, in 2011 when, when it came out. Uh, it is stunning. It, I, I still think it's stunning and it's so peaceful. You know, there's no, no violence whatsoever in the game. Not that I have a problem with that, but there's no violence whatsoever in the game. It's just a fun, peaceful game of really of exploration and of, uh, handling very well your, you know, whatever you're using, be it the jetpacks or the glider or the plane or whatever. Um, the 3DS also has motion controls, which a lot of games get to take, uh, you know, take advantage of. And, and that that can be a lot of fun uh, as well overall. But Woohoo Island is, uh, yeah, again, you just you got to check it out to, to, to understand. As soon as you're in and you're playing, 
Like you instantly get it. It's such a relaxing experience of a game, but still challenging in a relaxing way. I know that sounds paradoxical, but paradoxes are a thing. And, and I, I just, I love it. And it is woohoo Island. Um, I remember now that I think of it, cause that's the name of the Island and we fit as well as in uh Wii sports resort, which pilot wings resort is basically a, a somewhat of a sequel to, um, yeah, th- this is, if you want like the first game to try and, this is a game where the 3D definitely enhances the experience, but far from necessary. In fact, not necessary at all, but it, it enhances the experience and the depth of what you're doing uh, of Woohoo Island itself. So I, I would recommend, you know, if you have the 3D, great. You're you're in for a real treat um, with that. So uh, Pilot Wings Resort. I mean, if you've played previous Pilot Wings, you kind of get the idea of what you're what you're getting into here. But again, just a very relaxing experience. A lot of fun. Um, not something that requires the same amount of precision as perhaps previous pilot wings games would that are, that were incredibly challenging, right? Like when you're doing the, uh, uh, when you're jumping out of airplanes, <laughs> but, uh, but it, it's a good time. Um, let's go to the next one. This is one that I think a lot of people feel is a launch title, but it actually isn't. It came out a year later. Um, and I think people think it's a launch title because everybody knew it was getting made for the 3ds when the 3ds was announced and it was really the game that people were the most excited about, uh, I think, because there hadn't been an entry much like pilot wings. It is an entry. It is the third entry in the series. Uh, and it's something that is, that is brought up very, very rarely. Um, and in fact, you can play the previous two entries. There's a 3d classics version of it for the 3ds. And then you can also play the game boy, uh, sequel to the NES original or to the NES original, uh, on 3ds as well, right through the eShop. And that is Kid Icarus, in this case, Kid Icarus Uprising. Um, this is somewhat of an on-rails shooter of sorts, but you are Kid Icarus, you know, with your wings and your bow and doing all of your business uh, in, a, in a, you know, as to where the previous two games in the series were two-dimensional. Um, this one is fully 3D. And again, in 3D, it actually looks gorgeous. It does not, it plays just fine on the 2DS though. Um, this is a stunning game absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous game. And a lot of fun. If you're into on rails shooters, I mean, when Nintendo does on rails and it's, it's a little more freeing than on rails, but cause I mean, arguably right. Like star Fox is more or less on rails too. And, and after a fashion, right. But it's a little more freeing. It, it plays very much like a star Fox game does, but it's kid Icarus, but you know how great Nintendo or how great Nintendo is at making those kinds of games. Right. Uh, for example, uh, like the sin and punishment games, right. Those are on, those are traditional on rail shooters that are just, I think the best in the genre. Uh, and it's a shame. I'd love to get re-releases of those games and maybe we'll eventually get to that. Even if it's on switch online, but, uh, but kid Icarus uprising. Yeah. I mean, it's basically star Fox with a ancient Greek hero with a bow and arrow you know, and, and a lot more. Um, it's also a game that does come with when you buy it, uh, physically, it comes with the varying cards, the AR cards that I mentioned earlier that you get to take advantage of a bet. You don't need them for the game at all. In fact, when you buy the physical version of the game, um, it even comes with this and, and I still don't exactly understand the concept. It comes with a 3ds stand. It comes with a little stand that you can put your 3ds on kind of like a stand that you'd put your phone on while it's charging or something. Um, and I'm going to guess it might have something to do with the cards somehow, but 
anyway, it, it, it's available. It's out there. I just thought I'd mention it. Uh, but this game is, is just a, a ton of fun. And it's so, again, it looks so good. Uh, the graphics are, I mean, the 3DS is not like a graphical powerhouse, but it's amazing what it can do. And what it does, you know, it really delivers on. And this is uh, just one such case. It brings up, you know, mentioning the AR cards. This is another interesting feature and something that I don't mind that the Switch doesn't have this, but it's amazing that it's not there uh, because it's been around since, frankly, the DSi, which was many years ago. And that is the uh, with the 3DS, you have the um, the camera system and on the camera system, so with the 3DS, not the 2DS, but with the 3DS, the camera system actually allowed you to take three-dimensional pictures or it would create three-dimensional pictures. And then you could view them only on a 3DS screen in 3D, right? Uh, now, the 2DS still has the cameras, obviously more for the AR cards, but they can take pictures. Again, this is more of that point that I was making earlier, that the 3DS is an all is a complete package. It's an all-in-one, and it has features that the Switch may likely never have. Um, and it, it is kind of, I do miss that with the 2DS, that you can't see the 3D pictures, because they're a lot of fun. They really are, especially, well, I'll just say it. If you if you want to get, <laughs> if you want to get kinky, <laughs> uh, 3D sexy pics, shall we say, are, are a very interesting phenomenon <laughs> that... <laughs> That I mean, yes, there's other camera systems that can do that. You don't need a 3DS, and the 3DS isn't the only thing on the planet Earth that could do it. But mm, <laughs> that is something to, to, to think about uh, that you might miss out on. So anyway, um, yeah, Kid Icarus Uprising, classic game for the system. One of the most anticipated games for the system at its time, and it, it was really worth the wait. Uh, it lived up to all of the hype. Uh, in my opinion. So give that, especially when you get to the end boss battle, you are in for a treat of treats uh, when you get there. So, and also not a very long game, but, uh, but what's there is so stunning. You just, you know, you love it. Uh, admittedly, I mean, this is kind of a side note. A lot of 3DS games minus the JRPGs of which there are a million on, on the, on the system, which I think is a good thing. A lot of the games are on the shorter side, but I think that that was intentional because there were a lot of warnings when you played in 3D. Again, remember the 2DS, even the original 2DS, to say nothing of the new 2DS XL, were later developments, right? The 3D screen was a major selling point. But then they realized, and I don't know when Nintendo realized this, that a lot of people either A, turned the 3D off, or B, didn't really care about it in the fact that a lot of the games they bought didn't, really need or didn't take it full advantage. I should say full advantage of the 3d feature set. Okay. Or of the 3d screens um, on it. So for whatever reason, they walked away from that, obviously allowed them to get the price down on the system. That's a factor uh, as well, but yeah, with, with the 3d, they were saying, you know, you should, after like 30 minutes or after a couple hours or whatever the time frame was, you should stop playing. So they probably you know, wanted to stick within that and actually give you shorter experiences that you could get further in, in a shorter amount of time. But then you, you know, you didn't, you weren't playing the safety game of, okay, I've, I've played for 90 minutes or whatever. I need to stop now or my eyes are going to go cross. Right. So I can imagine they had that in mind. That's just a guess on my part though. So anyway, Kid Icarus Uprising, go for it. Now we're, we're almost, we're 45 minutes in. 
and we've only talked about two games. We've got to get moving on this list, <laughs> but it's been a good, you know, overview, I think of the three DS, uh, you know, overall. So the next one is Yoshi's new Island. Uh, this is a sequel to super Mario world, uh, two, uh, that being Yoshi's Island, right? Which uh, is one of the greatest games of all time. And the sequel lives up to that. It is a sequel in every way. And I would say just as damn good as, uh, as the original Yoshi's Island, Yoshi's new Island. I mean, if you know, Yoshi's Island, you know what you're getting into here. Okay. To some degree in the background and things like this, it takes advantage of the 3d, but it's not a major selling point. This is a platformer through and through uh, a golden age platformer, in my opinion, or a golden age styled platformer because it's a newer game. Uh, but that makes, I mean, this game alone could sell a 3ds it's it's that good if you like that kind of game and if you're a mario nut like me uh you know what i'm talking about uh, so this is this is a must play title on and it's not available anywhere else no other system has it on it uh you know i, I imagine people are going to ask is there an emulator say for a pc or whatever for the 3ds because you know a mouse does a great job of handling touch and so on there is citra uh, Citra is a emulator for the 3ds that I think they even have it on Android now. Um, so you could give that a shot, but Yoshi's new Island w is a convincing enough case to give it a shot, you know, to, to try, even if you're not going to buy a 3ds, find a way to emulate these fucking games. And this is the one you want to emulate. Um, I mean, another hard part too, is that a lot of these games get updated regularly, sometimes with all new feature sets and, the ROM sites that you get them from don't always get the updated versions. So th there is that issue as far as like playing 3DS ROMs on another system or even on a home, on a modded 3DS. Just putting that out there. So Yoshi's New Island, I don't need to spend a long time talking about that. If you know, if you remember Yoshi's Island, you know exactly what you're getting into. And I, I dare say it's a better game. And I'm not kidding. It, it, it's so solid. Um, Let's go into, in fact, another uh, Super Nintendo sequel game, and that is from 2013, that being Zelda or Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. This is a direct sequel to A Link to the Past, which on some people's, you know, not just on Super Nintendo, but on some people's greatest games of all time actually tops that list. And often it'll be a battle between that, Super Metroid, and maybe Super Mario World or even Super Mario World 2, which we just talked about the sequel to for that, Yoshi's New Island. Uh, a Link Between Worlds. Yep. You know, if you are, if you thought A Link to the Past was a great fucking game, this is a game you just have to play. That's it. It's the, it's the end of the statement. You have to play this. <laughs> you are, it, it, it's awesome. Uh, I think it's also on the Wii U, but I mean, there's no difference between. Like this version is the same as it is anywhere else. I imagine this game will probably get re-released on the switch at some point, like many, and there are many Zelda games that need to get re-released on the switch. Uh, Twilight princess, wind waker HD. Um, I mean, they're, they're, basically every Zelda game should frankly be on the switch. Okay. At some point, but um, yeah, link between worlds. That, that that's it. It's it's the sequel to Link to the Past, and the gameplay is right on point with that. That's all you need to know. That's that's why it's it's in this top eight. Uh, getting on to let's see, that's four games. Let's go to number five. Number five is a game that is available elsewhere, uh, 
but not in this version. And I think that this is the best version for a couple of reasons. And the game is Super Street Fighter 4, particularly for the 3DS. It's known as Super Street Fighter 4 uh, 3D Edition. This was a launch title for the 3DS, and it is still, if not the best-selling game on the system, it is still one of the best-selling games on the system. Um, it's I don't think it's available in the eShop. This is one where you'd have to get the cartridge again or the ROM. I get you know if you're going that route. What makes it so great? Now the 3D works really well. Uh, I think it has the best graphical presentation of any other system that it's on and super street fighter four is on everything PC. It's all over the place, right? What makes it really great is that it uses the second screen on the three DS. Cause remember the DS stands for dual screen. If I didn't get to that at the beginning, the three DS is a dual screen system, even though I'm sure if you heard me talking about it, you went and looked at it or you've probably seen one around and you know it already. The, the second, the bottom screen gets used as a, like hotkeys. And I'm kind of surprised at how few games, especially ports that took advantage of this, but there are hotkeys there for combos that you can just instantly press. And basically it turns into a giant touchscreen controller to do special moves. This is a, this is a brilliant idea. I mean, just a brilliant idea. And I think puts it this, that, I mean, street fighter are some of the greatest games ever made anyway. Right. But I think that puts it, this is probably my favorite street fighter game overall. Uh, and I love street fighter three, you know, don't, don't confuse me, but, and, and obviously two, but you get my point, but the, the, having the customizable controller with the, the lower touch screen is, is an absolute game changer. Uh, especially with a game with such complex move sets as modern fighters do. It, it just screams. I, I mean, the system is screaming for a Mortal Kombat game on it. Obviously, it's not going to happen at this stage. Um, it does have actually WWE All-Stars is on this is on 3DS. And that is a solid presentation as well. Uh, if you're into wrestling games, but regardless, we'll, we'll, we'll keep going. But yeah, St- Street Fighter 4, you know, you're getting it, that Street Fighter action, the classic action that you know and love. Um but having those, those, those customizable buttons and that, you know, like those one, one press combos, uh, I think makes it a far more accessible game and a lot more fun and a lot cooler overall. Uh, and that's only on the 3ds that you get to do that. Um, I know that people like on PC and whatever, they, they create hotkeys on their own and all this stuff, but this is just right out of the box. It just does it and it, and it works and it instantaneous with the game. It's, it's so, so cool. Um, so yeah, super street fighter four, 3d edition, a launch title that has really stood the test of time. Um, speaking of street fighter, I do hope we get street fighter five eventually on the switch might not happen, but it just needs to be there. And, and yes, it can handle it. If you can put mortal Kombat 11, okay. On, on switch, you can put street fighter five there. Anyway, there have been rumors throughout the year, like a Canadian, uh, listing, like for some, some gaming store that, that, and then it turned out, oh no, this isn't real. Or I mean, it, what it did happen, the, the Canadian, uh, electronic store did put it up, but Capcom says, no, that that wasn't actually going to be a thing. We'll see. I mean, especially right now with the situation that we're in, in the world, I mean, porting games is in my opinion, easy money. 
and the Switch is doing tons of money on ports alone, hardware and software. Um, it's selling the system and it's obviously moving units on the system. So next game, um, this is the second game in a series, which now has three games because the third game is on the switch and that is Luigi's mansion, dark moon, Luigi's mansion. The original one was a launch title on the GameCube, and arguably the, for some people, it's the best game on the GameCube. I wouldn't argue too much against that. Uh, the only things that would come up that would stand against it for me would be the rebel assault games or the Re- the rogue squadron games, uh, of star Wars that are on GameCube. Skies of Arcadia legends is so good on GameCube. Uh, and obviously super Mario sunshine. But if you wanted to say Luigi's mansion, I get it. And I didn't even talk about F zero GX anyway. Um, Luigi's mansion, dark moon. If you've played Luigi's mansion, you know what you're getting here. It's not much different, but you're just getting new puzzles uh, and a, a really solid 3D experience. In fact, in the ports and, and remakes that are available on the 3DS, uh, one of the later games that Nintendo put out on the 3DS in 2019 was a port of the GameCube uh, original, that being Luigi's Mansion, the first one. And for the GameCube, that was meant to like the 3d feature was supposed to be something implemented in GameCube as in like 3d viewing of it. Uh, and that got basically reinserted into the port of Luigi's mansion on the 3ds, both Luigi's mansions game uh, mansion games on the 3ds are absolutely worth your time. Um, and if you've played one, you know what the other one's about, but you can't get enough because they're both kind of shorter games. Uh, and obviously for the switch, Luigi's mansion uh, three is, is one of the best games on that console as well. Uh, so that you, you want to be looking at that right away. Um, next one. Now we'll get into a couple of weird ones. I don't think anybody's really surprised that the bulk of this minus Capcom street fighter, that the bulk of this were Nintendo uh, first party games. Okay. But now we're going to get into the games that are exclusive, at least at this time to the 3ds uh, but that really, really shine on the system. And the first one I'll go into is a series of games that it's been one of my top series for a long time, even when I didn't realize that it was actually a series, uh, because a lot of the games that came out for it in Japan never reached, uh, North American shores until actually a lot of them didn't get here until just this year in 2020. Um, but the series is the, uh, the Kunio-kun, uh, series. And this includes a game, a game that most people know, which is uh, river city rampage. A lot of people remember that beat em up and it's a beat em up that has like a lot of RPG elements into it and everything. It's a classic. It's an absolute classic. Well, there are a lot of games in that series. Um, many of them ended up getting released on the three DS. And in fact, I think the best, I mean, then there's a lot, uh, there's river city, uh, Knights of justice. There's a ton of them. Um, Rival Showdown, that's another one, right? But I think the best one on the 3DS is River City Tokyo Rumble. This is one that I think is still only available on the 3DS. What's really great about it, because a lot of people remember Super Dodgeball or Dodgeball, that's part of the Kunio-kun series as well. Actually, Double Dragon kind of fits in with that series also, which I'm a huge Double Dragon fan. But, uh, Tokyo rumble river city, Tokyo rumble. The nice thing is, is that it includes a lot of multiplayer options and 
it has the dot. It basically has the Kunio Kun series dodgeball game built in within it. While it's also your classic RPG beat em up Kunio Kun game. Uh, the storyline is pretty solid in this. Uh, when you end up taking on uh, Ultra Lion and you find out about like the Lion Alliance and all this stuff. I mean, just if you know the Kunio Kun games, you appreciate the storyline. It's you could see it as being on the basic side, but I, I, I don't, I, I think they really try to bring a lot of depth to these very interesting characters and they really are. Um, the switch has done well with the series as well, but, uh, the 3ds really took it and ran with it. I, it might have minus the Kaneo Kun compilation that came out on the switch up until that point, I think it had the most Kaneo Kun series games available on any other system and all of them are dynamite. But Tokyo Rumble, I think, really takes the cake uh, as as far as they go. Uh, so you're you're just you're in for a great time. Um, if you've ever played River City Rampage, I mean, it's just an uh, it's not a remake, but I mean, it is an updated uh, has updated stylings in that series, so you know what you're getting into there, and worth your time. Now for the last one. So that's seven games that we've got. Let's get into the last one, and then we're going to talk about some ports, and then we're going to wrap this baby up. Uh, the last one is part of the very popular, though not really popular until really, I want to say the persona series kind of took this up and it wasn't until ultimately in the past few years that people have jumped on this. And that's the Shin Megami Tensei series. There are a ton of Shin Megami Tensei games on the 3ds, uh, Shin Megami Tensei four, probably the best of the bunch. Overall, personally, they came out with one that was because Shin Megami Tensei 4 was such a sold so well on the 3DS. They came out with a game called uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse, which takes place in an alternate timeline. Now, it would take me a while to tell you the whole story around Shin Megami Tensei and everything involved in it. It's another big series, kind of like Kuniya Kun. Um, but this, this, and I love the alternate timeline and it's really, really dark. The way that you have to bring, I mean, it's, it's an RPG game. It has some turn-based combat in it. The storyline is very dark, second to none. The way you bring in party members, like by, you know, bringing in other demons and everything is in my opinion, that makes it, that puts it over the top for me and is about the best in the series. As far as that goes. I would not be surprised if a lot of these Shin Megami Tensei games available on the 3DS make it onto the Switch. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a compilation at some point for all of that. But as it stands, they are on the 3DS. Every one of them is worthwhile on there. I think Apocalypse is really the best of the bunch. Has about the darkest story, but then its ending is what it's all about. And you, it, it is an ending that'll just leave you. It's that breathless feeling that you get like, say at the end of final fantasy seven or eight. And I don't think I'm exaggerating on that. Uh, this is, it's somewhat of an underrated game in my opinion. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei four, I mean, lives up in just about every way to that as well. You know, even to where I'd say, boy, the ending's just going to hit you just like a final, like a, you know, final fantasy seven or eight would. Um, but I think apocalypse is even that much more breathtaking. Um, so, you know, if you love your RPGs, especially your JRPGs with a little higher end graphics and so on, uh, and a little bit of turn-based action, this is the Shin Megami Tensei series is there. And I think Apocalypse on 3DS is probably the top game, but you can get the whole series and you're going to spend the rest of your life playing them, frankly. Uh, so 
anyway, that's our top eight. Uh, I'll run it down really quickly. Pilot, Pilot Wings Resort, Kid Icarus Uprising, Yoshi's New Island, Zelda, A Link Between Worlds, uh, Super Street Fighter 4 3D Edition, Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon, River City, Tokyo Rumble, and Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse. And there are so many more games that I could bring up that I didn't bring up. Uh, Blaster Master Zero, of course, that's on the Switch now. That's kind of why I left it off. Otherwise, it would have been on here. Um, Azure Striker Gunvolt, I think those are also on the Switch now. But, you know, I mean, everything in involved with that. I mean, that those are basically the Mega Man games we've been needing for a very long time. Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon. I'm actually really disappointed that Curse of the Moon 2, which just came out, did not also get released on 3DS. I think they could have done money with it. I think it would have been worth their time. And it's just an 8-bit game. Why not? Uh, but Curse of the Moon is where I played that on 3DS most. Of course, Bloodstained is great on Switch, and they're all available on Switch as well, which is part of the reason I didn't mention them here. I mean, you have other Zelda games, Triforce Heroes. Um, there are a bunch that ended up getting re-released with definitive editions on Switch, uh, like Hyrule Warriors, which is fantastic. You know, Poochie and Yoshi's uh, Wooly World, awesome. All of the Kirby games. Uh, you know, Kirby Fighters Deluxe, Kirby Triple Deluxe, Blowout Blast. Uh, there's so much to get into here. Even the Ultimate NES Remix game was awesome. The Smash Brothers game on 3DS is probably next to Melee, probably my favorite Smash Brothers game to date. Um, I love being able to play that really portably. I haven't taken the jump onto the Switch version yet. I'm not going to talk about that right now because there's a whole lot of scandal around it, but whatever. Uh, that has nothing to do whether or not it's really a great game, but it's just a whole other situation. Mario Kart 7, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, I mean, there's, oh, there's just so many. Cold Set Revolt, uh, Cursed Castilla, of course, that's on Switch as well. If you're into like the Ghouls and Goblins games, it's a great entry into that type of series. New Super Mario Brothers 2, awesome, you know. Uh, but let's talk about, and I think this is important, let's talk about some of the remakes and ports that are available on the game. We'll just go through them. You probably know them. I already talked about the Wii remake uh, of Xenoblade Chronicles, that being Xenoblade Chronicles 3D. This is an epic game by every standard. Um, again, it is now available for the Switch. You might just want to grab it there if you haven't played it yet. That's worthwhile. Uh, other Wii remakes, Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D is... I mean, I played the hell out of that on Wii. The additions, whole episodes and levels that are on the 3DS make it absolutely worth playing the remake. Even if you've already beat the shit out of it on Wii. It's absolutely worth your time. Um, Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn, same thing. If you beat, if you played the hell out of that on Wii, which I did, I'm a huge Kirby fan, um, Epic Yarn, Extra Epic Yarn adds enough even with new characters and so on uh, where it's, it's totally worth playing through again. And it is at its best on the 3ds, uh, even though it is a remake. Um, so those are, those are about the best Wii remakes might be the only Wii remakes on, on the system, but very much worthwhile. Uh, I already mentioned for the GameCube, the remake of Luigi's mansion uh, worthwhile, even if you played it, I mean, come on folks, you played it. If you, if you've already played it, you played it probably in 2001, it's been almost 20 years Go ahead and pick it up again. You're in for a great time again. And you can remember what it's like when great games used to get made. Uh, <laughs> no, they still do. <laughs> they still, they do still, great games do still get made, but there's something to games from that time frame. 
Anyway, uh, when 3D was early, where there are like these moments of brilliance that nobody seemed to really copy yet, kind of like how Mario 64 somehow still plays so uniquely, even though we deal with 3D games all the time. Um, speaking of that, N64 remakes, this is where, admittedly, where the 3DS absolutely shines. Its best games, in fact, arguably its top three would be N64 remakes, that being Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask 3D, and then Star Fox 64 3D. Those would instantaneously take the top three spot on a top eight list for 3DS games if I wanted to count them in my top eight. They, they would they would instantly take it. Uh, those games are infinitely replayable, regardless of length, even though the Zelda games are very long, Star Fox 64 perhaps not so much, but totally worth playing again. Uh, if it's especially if it's been a while, but even if it hasn't, these are the definitive versions of these games. These games in particular, I think, make the argument why we don't need an N64 mini. Um, and also raises questions about having N64 emulation on Switch Online, because these versions are so are such a cut above, just like how Mario 64 DS is as well, are such a cut above from whatever else is on or, you know, from, from the original versions. Uh, I can't imagine going back and playing the original versions. I mean, the graphics are even improved somewhat makes them a, a bit more playable in the modern age. I'm not, I, I'm not a big guy on graphics. I don't really care about it that much, but I mean, the difference is substantial enough to where I think it's, you know, it's worthwhile. And these are the versions of these games that they, this is how they should be played. So anyway, you know, if you're good, if you're rocking a 3ds, this is the way to go. Um, but now let's talk about actually, you know what? Okay. I just got done saying that those would be the top three games. I think for most people overall, it would be, but I would say actually the top two spots. And in fact, I'll give you the number one, the top two spots would fall to, uh, I'll just call these portable remakes because they're for two different systems. One is a remake of Metroid two, that being Samus returns worth anybody's time. Um, it, it is a, a stunning, stunning game yeah, by every metric. Uh, you, you've just, you've got to play it. It's what convinced me to get a 2DS XL. I was like, oh no, I, I have to play Samus Returns. And I think it was, it was that way for a lot of people. I think the 3DS moved a lot of units in, was that 2018? I think they moved a lot of units just because of Samus Returns. And I think that's why Nintendo even felt like, well, shit, we can have the system go on forever concurrently with the, uh, you know, with the switch because of how well this sold. Now that reality didn't necessarily come to pass as much as I wish it did, but Samus returns definitely made the argument for it uh, because I mean, it's just that great of a game, but the next game is the one that I probably put in my top spot, but it is a remake of a DS game. And you know, that's not too far removed, right? But this is another one that convinced me okay, no, I, I want, you know, I want a 3DS. I want a 2DS XL because I've got to play this game again. And anything that they added in, there is a ton of DLC for this game and it's all worth your, it's all worthwhile, all worth your dime. I, I guarantee you. I mean, you, you know, you might hash out 20 bucks or whatever for it right now. And then you have to spend another, I don't know, 10, 15, hell, maybe even 20 in, in DLC. It is worth it. This is an epic epic. I know I've used the word epic a lot in this, but really this is an epic, epic game. It is a JRPG. It is, it was, came out very late in the life of the DS. I don't know how long 
the dev time was for this, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was on the order of years and years, much like Ocarina of Time, how it took like five, six years to make it or something. And that the game is called Radiant Historia. Now the 3DS version is called Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology. Okay. And it is an update. There's some graphical updates. They enhanced, I want to say, I, I'll put it this way. They enhanced the story to where it makes some, a little more sense than it did for the DS, even though I don't think it took anything away from the, from the DS version, because I would put Radiant Historia as my top DS game as well. Um, it, it has a lot of time travel elements and it, I mean, you really end up going very much back and forth, kind of like how the, the legacy of Kane soul reaver games uh, would go where like you're going back and forward in time and, you know, to, and it gets all very paradoxical right? Where, you know, the, 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 past, the, the future is affecting the past and blah, blah, blah. It's an incredibly complex game. Uh, one of the greatest JRPGs ever made in my opinion, and it is reason to own this console. Or if you wanted to go with the DS version, I don't think you'd do any harm there. Uh, but Radiant Historia, perfect chronology, great characters, great story. The music is, is stunning. Um, you're going to want to put on the good headphones for when you're playing this game because you are going to get engrossed in a time travel experience. Uh, I I love this game so much. Uh, would probably make, if I was to make a top eight overall games of all time, it would probably be in my top eight overall of all time, not just on the 3DS, but anywhere. Um, I didn't include it because again, you know, it was originally a DS game and it's just as good there. It's better, yes, on the 3DS, but you know, technically because there's more to play and some things make a little more sense, but overall, I think, you know, you're not going to go wrong any way that you experience it. Uh, but radiant historia is really a great game to mention at the end of this and a great way to end this episode. And that is it. I do want to wrap this one up. Um, you are the 3ds and, and let's spend just a moment on this. You know, I, I mentioned earlier about how, like how modern vintage gamer talked about how, you know, yeah, having a PlayStation two or a GameCube today is still very worthwhile. It's still a system that has a lot of life in it. Even if it's not getting new games, there's no way you played all of the old games and the old classics that were available for it. Even me, somebody who played a shit ton of, you know, barely slept to play a lot of these games when they were originally coming out at the time. Um, I know I didn't get to play them all. Or, you know, I mean, I don't even think, did I, did I even play all of like Bait and Kaitos and so on? I mean, like there's so many games that I never got to, um, on, you know, on the GameCube, for, for example, there are systems that will not stand the test of time because they are so reliant upon connectivity to the internet. The 3DS, I think offers enough, especially with physical versions of the games offers enough that even without the eShop and the fact that it can play the DS as well, uh, you know, DS games, it makes it, it's a system that is going to last. And the fact that like what was the impetus for this updated top eight to come out in the first place with homebrew options, you have a lot of options. Okay. There's a, there's a, you know, you can take this, this system can be playable into perpetuity. And the hardware, it is such a rock solid system, I think, hardware wise, that I think, it, you know, it can also stand the test of time as well. Um, so this is one of those systems that 10 years from now, 20 years from now, I think people will still be talking about and still playing much like they do with the Atari 2600, the NES, the SNES, Genesis, go down the list of them. Okay, that, that people are still playing those games. This is one where I think it's going to be the same situation. 
Will Nintendo be actively supporting it 20 years from now? No, probably not. Will they come out with something that is somehow where they could port 3DS games to their latest hardware or system or online service, which is probably where it's all going? Probably, but that doesn't mean people still won't want to play the 3DS. And who knows, at some point with a lot of the varying leaks of BIOS code and so much and so much else, it might get to the point where people make homebrew games. Um, you know, I mean, actually, Limited Run Games has released new 3DS games. They're, they're physical, of course, but they have released them. Uh, I don't see any reason that that can't go on, you know, for all time. I mean, getting your hands on the cartridge will be a bit of a pain in the ass, probably, but there's ways to go about that, right? And there's flash carts, of course, and so on. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of options here. And I, yeah, I think this is one of the last systems, the modern generation, we're not going to be playing 20 years from now. Because again, I think they're too reliant upon, upon the online experience or online connectivity. This is a system that does not require that. Um, and as certain services on it, and there are, because there's, I mean, there are so many diff- different, like with street pass. Did I say street talk earlier? I meant street pass. There are so many different services available on this that are already like disappearing. Um, like the activity log, Nintendo zone, and a lot of this other stuff that are all on there, that those are basically dead. But then I still find myself playing this thing just as much. So they aren't necessary as, like I say, with, with more modern systems, a lot of those online or connectivity features are necessary to the experience. This is not the case with the 3DS. So if you want to invest the time and money into one of these to turn it into an emulation system or to get on the games now, because the sales are happening all the time, go for it. I guarantee you it's worth it. This is one of the greatest game consoles ever made. Um, I'm not going to say it's the last great game console, but if someone wanted to say that, who might argue with them? So we'll wrap it up with that. Uh, This went longer than I expected, but I think it was a great conversation to have. And we will do a sequel to this relevant to the 3DS because I will do a top eight DS, okay? A top eight Nintendo DS games of all time. I probably won't get into DSiWare, even though, because a lot of the great games for that, like the Shantae games, you know, they're, they're available elsewhere now, or they've been remade and you can play them on other systems. I don't know if I'd spend a lot of time on DSiWare, but definitely would do Nintendo DS. So I'm going to wrap this one up for the the Sovereign Top 8 for the Nintendo 3DS, and I will see all of you on the other side. Game over.